Trista Crick, Nick Ashew. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on the Odyssey app. Your Yankees are down 5-1 right now. I know you're very, very upset, Trista. The Rays are just handing it yes. to them. Rays all in. You think the Yankees are going to be sellers at the deadline, or they're going to be buyers? They haven't done anything yet. I don't think... I don't think they do anything. I think they do what they always do, which is just make excuses. Ashes, they just say, "Oh, it's Aaron Judge. It's uh, he's been hurt, and Stanton's not himself right now." And oh yeah, Josh Donaldson's been out for the year. Like these are just horrible injury woes. It's like maybe the Yankees are cursed. That's what I've been thinking. They've won a lot of World Series, so it must. It's probably a more recent curse. But at this point, it's a new curse. Uh, it is. Yeah. I wonder what the curse would be. Hmm. Hmm. I'll have to figure it out. It's Maybe not it's like Billy the Goat. Derek. Yeah, it's like a the Derek Jeter curse after he leaves. Hmm. I don't know. It's hard yeah. to say, but they stink. They really are one of the worst teams in Major League Baseball. It's them and the Kansas City Royals in terms of runs scored since like June eighteenth. It is. It so is bad. Speaking of runs good. scored, uh, the Reds are up six one on the Cubs right now. The in the Woo! bottom of the third. So the under eight in that game is going to be dead very very quickly. That's what you talk about hopefully, with July baseball. Yeah. Hopefully Tyler Glass now is done for uh, the night. He's gotten through seven innings, a one-earned run scored. Uh, that's it. That's all I need for a win. I don't have a bell uh, in this beautiful Portland studio. Why don't you, when when we need it, when when he leaves and we know he's gone, you can just ding for me. Ding. I got a bell. I got a bell right here. You let me know, and we'll give it a good old-fashioned ring. I'll do that. But never before. We I miss know pre- you. Premature rings, you know? Premature rings. We don't want to do that. Can't do that. <laughs> Can't do that, Asher. I miss you, though. I'm glad that you had a good time in Hawaii. You know, it was fun. I got to say, I'm still getting uh, the six-hour time difference. Takes uh, It takes a little bit of time to adjust to on both ends. But, you know, it's worth it. I got, got a lot I'll of I'll say this. You can't really complain. We are tan. <laughs> Me and you are tan. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna get. I'm outside as much as I can this time of year. Because once it starts getting cold, everybody on the East Coast, unless you're down in Florida or maybe Georgia, knows like that's it. That's it. Like it starts once. But it's like weird, right? Because we get that that weather. You talk about the great weather that's out there in Portland right now. Well. You have some places that are just really nice in the summer because they're so cold in the winter. Chicago, awesome in the summer. The weather in Chicago in July is so great. The weather in January in Chicago, I'm not tough enough to go walk outside in that minus 30-degree wind chill. It just ain't happening for me. So you got to be in these areas where you can take advantage of it. Now, granted, it's super humid here, and, like, some of these cities don't. Like, is it, Portland, Portland doesn't probably get a lot of humidity, I bet, does it? Yep. So no, you got it perfect. <laughs> it's, you got it perfect the there. there are incredible. I will say this about D.C. uh, in the DMV area. Winters are great. It doesn't get a lot of snow. It doesn't rain a lot. You get a lot of sunny, crisp days. We used to get more snow. We haven't had as much recently, so I'll take it. Um, Snow can kick rocks. I liked it when I was in school and it would close school. Uh, I don't care anymore. So, like, anybody that wants a snow day, doesn't really happen when you're an adult. You still have stuff to do. So, uh, yeah, I'm over it. But you're right. Then you get those random December days where it's 70 degrees. You're like, where'd this this thing come from? But, you know, hey, I'll take it. That's the one thing. If you know an area that can get you that good weather any time of year, everybody's going to take it. You know, Dallas has pretty good weather a lot of times. They just don't have a good running back situation. See how I segued there? Boom, Trista. That's how professionals do it. Ronald Jones getting suspended for two games. PEDs, I mean, who cares? It's not like he really had many carries last year uh, for the Chiefs. And then, But, like, we forget he had almost 1,000 yards rushing back in 2020 and won a Super Bowl with the Chiefs. Or, sorry, with, the, with, with Tampa. 
what are the like okay so because you're a Cowboys fan I'm always curious to know like what fans think about their situation throw the betting out for a minute just put the emotion in this when you look at this backfield Tony Pollard coming off of a, an ankle injury you've got Deuce Vaughn who I mean I don't I don't know what type of carries he's going to get and maybe height. it's going to be a little more like and he's not a, a big guy like are they going to have to throw the ball 45 times a game is this going to be over on Dak Prescott attempts every single game it's funny that you ask that because I don't think that's what Mike McCarthy wants to do. He said that he wants to run the ball a lot right. more. What I would do if I was Dallas is at least think about the Dalvin Cook sweepstakes. It Kareem makes so Hunt's much still sense. Out there. Yes. So if I'm them, I'm thinking, okay, is Tony Pollard my every down back? I don't know that he is. He's more of a scat back. I know this. Dallas is going to have really good defense. See how I moved it away from the running back situation? I see what you did there. Well uh, done. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> top five defense Dallas is going to have. No, it's tough, man. The running back situation is really hard, especially considering I didn't want that Ronald Jones signing to begin with. I am not a Ronald. I'm not a Rojo fan. Uh, there's plenty of good running backs out there that you can get on the cheap nowadays, and Ronald Jones was not high on my list of, of acquisition targets. So, yeah, I think it's a little sketch. I think you're right. It's a little on the sketch side. I mean, what you said is like, it's what just doesn't make sense to me. Mike McCarthy wanting to run the football more. But with who? Like, I just I just don't understand what goes through Mike McCarthy's head. Maybe that's it. I mean, maybe just because of the last two years and when the Cowboys threw up all over themselves in the playoffs and Mike McCarthy, you're just going, are you an NFL head coach? What is going on? And yet on top of this, Dalvin Cook makes perfect sense to me, right? We did yeah. it before. It changed my mind Monday. Dalvin Cook, a top five running back in the right situation. That actually might be the best situation for him in Dallas, splitting carries with Tony Pollard. Maybe early on, it's more Dalvin Cook and less Tony Pollard. Dalvin Cook has made perfect sense for me in Dallas over really any other organization. Yeah, I think that the fit is perfect because he feels like a more, we'll call him explosive version of and a better pass catcher than Zeke. That's the type of explosion that Zeke had when he was early in his career before he fell off of a cliff. Dalvin Cook still has much more tread on the tires, and that's the kind of running back he is. And that's the kind of running game that Dallas wants to have, right? A dynamic pass-catching back that also can run hard in between the tackles, right? So, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it. He must want a lot of money. Dalvin Cook must want a lot of money. It's. I mean, he still had 1,100 yards rushing last year. Like, I get it. But running backs are just not going to – they're not going to change the market. They're, they're just not going to be able to do it. Like, I, I don't know what it would take – like, how extreme it would have to go for running backs to be able to get better contracts. The average – I think the average price of a franchise running back is $10.9 million this year. But three or four years – no – it's 10.1, and it's actually gone down from 10.9 from like three or four years ago or something along those lines. I don't have the numbers exactly in front of me, but it's the only position where the numbers have gone down, where the price has gone down, where the average you know franchise salary has gone down. And I, I just – I don't know what – yeah, I, I just don't know what they can do. I would love to see some Deuce Vaughn props, though. I don't really see anything out on the market yet, but that would be interesting to see if you could jump in with some low numbers early if there's anything out there. But, I mean, Tony Pollard's looking at uh, 975.5 rushing yards, minus 112 both ways, 7.5 touchdowns, even money to the over, wow. minus 128 to the under. That's what we're looking at for Tony Pollard numbers heading into this season. I kind of like it. 1,000 yards last year. 
and he had Zeke, who's really his competition this year. He's going to be healthy by the start of the season. I like has that. He, wait, has I he practiced? He hasn't practiced at all yet, though, right? No, but I, I'm pretty sure they said he would be ready for the start of the season. Right. I guess the only Last worry, time I saw. Yeah, the only worry that you'd have yeah. is like, okay, is he a little rusty to start the year? Does he need to still get in a football shape because he's only been doing – you know, so much getting ready. I, I don't know what he's doing behind the scenes and what's he doing with trainers and things like that. That might be the only thing that you worry about. But it, this becomes a Tony Pollard, and you know, I, I guess it is Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn is a hundred to one to win Offensive Rookie of the Year at one at one book. Wow. I wouldn't bet it, but yeah, it's just I mean, interesting to see if that goes down at all. If he ends up getting out there, let's just say he has a good preseason. There's going to be opportunity for Deuce Vaughn to get a lot of carries in the preseason. That's when you start to see some of these odds. Some of these prices, some of these numbers really fluctuate when a guy becomes, you know, a, a pre, we always have preseason heroes. Every team has one. Maybe it ends up being Deuce Vaughn because you won't see Tony Pollard out there at all. No, you're not going to. It, the running back running backs behind him are wild. Malik Davis is the front runner for, to be the backup. Ronald Jones, who's, like you said, suspended. Deuce Vaughn, Rico Dowdle, Hunter Lepke. Yeah, I mean, it's just not. There's just not a lot going on. Scott's laughing over there at that list of names. Yeah, it's like who? It could be anybody. It's like guys I went to school with. Lepke. He's like, did you make these names up? Yeah. Did you just make these up? Like video games, Trista. Without the NFLPA license, they're like, I'm now in at running back Dowdle. Okay. Rico Dowdle. What? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that that to me is like that's one of my biggest. There are two teams where I've really sat there and gone, what is your plan? Or three, really. I'd say the Patriots, I, I don't know what they're doing. I mean, maybe it's Mac Jones. It's the Titans. I, like, I get they have DeAndre Hopkins now. I still don't understand, like, what the identity of that team is. Are they still going to run the ball as much with Derrick Henry? I mean, Ryan Tannehill, they've been trying to get rid of him, it feels like, for two or three years, kind of like the Raiders and Derek Carr. And then it's the Cowboys. Like, those are the three teams where I just sit there and go, you either don't look like you have a plan at all or you say you have a plan and then you don't actually have any of the parts to make that team look the way that you want it to look. Also the Raiders. I don't yeah. know what the Raiders are doing either. Not sure what's happening, but you're right. I mean, you look at the Titans. The Titans are definitely the top of that list. How do you go from a team that we all know collectively isn't isn't going to be any good, is just garbage, that Ryan Tannehill is throwing a temper tantrum, his his backup and his backup's backup don't like him. And then you acquire DeAndre Hopkins. I just couldn't understand that for the life of me. And I thought to myself, like, are the Titans going to be any good? Am I, am I just completely overlooking the fact that they could be good and just win the division again? Like, the Titans always seem to be in the running to do and make the playoffs. They can't, it can't be, right? It can't be. It can't be. Yeah. It can't be. I you know, it's funny you say that about the Titans because I was thinking that too. Like when you look at the Jets and we talk about, oh, there's so much hype around them, big spotlight, maybe there's a chance for a letdown. I mean, could the Titans end up being that team? Because obviously they've got a great head coach. Vrabel is a great head coach. Like does he find a way to just get more out of this team than what we expected and they end up still winning like 10 games this year? I mean, I wouldn't bet it. I wouldn't take the over on their win total. I wouldn't bet them to win the division, that's for sure. But like maybe we're overlooking them – a little too much. I like I'm not saying that we are, but it just you get to this point where you're just scratching your head and going, 
it's so extreme to one way of not knowing what they're doing that maybe there really is a plan because Vrabel is a good head coach. It's one thing if it's Mike McCarthy, yeah. and you just never know what Mike McCarthy seems to really be thinking. But I really think that there's some, at least I, there's a benefit of the doubt that just like kind of sits in the back of my mind of like, well, it's still Vrabel, and he's a really good head coach. Maybe he does actually have a plan, and we just can't figure it out. And Traylon Burks was pretty good last year when he was healthy. Mm-hmm. So you've got Traylon Burks, you've got DeAndre Hopkins, and you've got Derrick Henry, who didn't fall off that much from you know what, what we thought he was going to be last year and what he was, right? Like 1,500 rushing yards. That's pretty damn good. Right. That's for coming off of injuries, I don't know. Maybe we're missing something. I feel like that's the only reason that that DeAndre Hopkins trade happens is that they think they can be good. The only thing with Derrick Henry that concerns me is that they were looking to trade him this offseason, which tells you they see the cliff coming. And with running backs, it's like one season. Like, that can be it. Yep. It's it's all of a sudden you go from 1,500 yards rushing to playing seven games with an ankle injury and a knee injury, and he runs for 782 and three touchdowns. That's what really – because that's their offense, right? Like, first and foremost, it's Derrick Henry. That's what it's been. That's how they've been successful. They're more of an old-school football team, defense, run the ball, don't put the pressure on Ryan Tannehill to throw 50 times a game. But if they can't do that with Derrick Henry, then it's going to either be, all right, who steps up in in, in a bigger role in the backfield, or then are they throwing the ball more with DeAndre Hopkins there and Traylon Burks? Yeah, and you think about it, and you look at Derrick Henry's backup, and it's a rookie, Ty J. Spears. So, and then Hassan Haskins talking about a who's who of who's that. That's, <laughs> these are guys, these are guys that you don't exactly expect to step in and do Derrick Henry things if Derrick Henry can't be himself. No, no, he can't. And who knows? I mean, look, like you said, there's some running backs still in the market. You know, I wouldn't be surprised though with a couple of them, probably not Dalvin Cook, but maybe a Kareem Hunt. Sometimes you see these guys get signed after week one because then the contract's not fully guaranteed for the season. Teams wait, and then you mm. see these running backs get pulled off the market, and they're just going left and right because teams don't actually want to pay them as much of a guaranteed money. The contract's a lot easier to get out of after that. That makes sense. I could see that. Kareem Hunt not having a job so far is a little stunning, and Ezekiel Elliott not having a job is a little stunning too. How weird will it be for you to see him in a Patriots uniform if that? He was visiting the Patriots. <sighs> Strange. They'll just use him like Damian Lewis. They just use him on the goal line. Also, Sonny Michelle retired after only Saw five that. years in the league. You That's got all these crazy. all these running backs there trying to fight the man and get more money, and then Sonny Michelle's like, I got a Super Bowl. I'm good. I'm out. That's it. You know what? I don't blame guys for retiring early. Get your millions. You win yourself a ring or two, and he gets out when he's 28 years old and maybe still have some of his knees left or something along those lines. I don't blame these guys for it. I really don't. A lot of names on the move in baseball. How that's affected the futures market. For playoff odds, next, it's BetMGM Tonight.